Welcome back to the Love, Truth, and Power podcast. We're in part two of the series, Men Are Talking, Love Continues. Thanks for joining us. Let's get into it. What is the one thing you thought that marriage would be that ended up not being true? And how did you deal with it? Easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> easy. I mean, Good and, when, and when people would say that marriage is e- or is not easy, I didn't get it. I was like, yeah, y'all mm-hmm. must just be doing it wrong. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But, and mm-hmm. I, I won't say that it's hard um, because I couldn't imagine being married to anyone else. Mm-hmm. I think that would be very hard. It's hard to imagine that. Um, but it's not easy. Um, that life changes completely. It's more than just signing a piece of paper. People that say that have never been married. They die. That 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 must be the case because marriage is very different. Your life changes. Everything becomes one. Your mentality changes. And now, um, even before, I would say like any decision that I made, I made it with her in mind. But now that I I realize every decision that I make now, it very, really and truly affects her. It does. Before, I I kept her in mind, but decisions that I made didn't necessarily affect her so much. But financially, every decision I make affects her. Um, Career-wise, every decision that I make affects her. And I was a very selfish person. You know, Uh, I was young. And I had like, this is what I need to do for these reasons. And now my reasons have doubled. Um, I need to consult with her on absolutely everything that I do. And that was very difficult for me to do in the beginning. Um, but the transition was easy because she she reciprocates that. Um, there There's never a decision that we make without each other. So I would say it, I thought it would be easy. But it's not hard. It's mm-hmm. not hard. Excellent answer. I like that. Isaac, speak to me. It's, it's hard for me to answer that question um, in a way that would probably be effective for the audience because my wife was 16. She's two years younger than me. Mm-hmm. So I was 19, so she was like about to turn. 17 I think right and um, and her dad had kicked her out the house mm-hmm. we had a little girl and it was just a no brainer I don't even think either of us thought I just know that I just know that I wanted to be there for my child because my biological father wasn't there for me mm-hmm. I knew that much mm-hmm. and I remember telling my dad this and all y'all met my dad Absolutely. you know what I'm saying and so when I was telling my dad I said, you know, he was, you want to go to college? I said, no, nah, I'm joining the Army because I got a child to take care of. And we're going to get married, and then we'll figure out the rest. And that was literally the conversation. So, I mean, I didn't. I just knew that I had to take care of her. And so it's hard for me to answer that question any other way. Mm. Mm. I love it, bro. I love it. Ask that question again. <laughs> No, I, I, I'm sorry. No, you're you fine. Know, you're I, fine. Because I, I had a thought in my mind, but no, when I was listening to him, it kind of questioned that. As a young man, what is the one thing that you thought marriage would be like, but didn't turn out to be true? Okay. And how did you handle it? 
Okay, I got it. <laughs> this is the thing. You know, from the way I was brought up and everything, it was that the man is the head of the household, which is still true, of course. Mm -hmm. But it was my way. This is what's going to happen. Yeah, I'm going to listen to you. You know what I'm saying? But it's my way. This is what's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? That's the way I was brought up. You know what I'm saying? And it was I was brought up where, you know what I mean, you know, you can ask me something, but I don't mean I'm gonna answer it. You know what I mean? And and what I what I say goes kinda sorta. Of, mm. You know. Um but as I, I I've been in, in in this marriage with my wife, I've learned to, like you said, you know what I mean, when making decisions you know what I mean? She needs to be involved. 50-50. It can't be no 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 80-20, 30-40, whatever you want to, you know, 60-40, whatever you want to say. Uh, it has to be 50-50. Like, I got to, no, I got to talk to my wife first. You know what I mean? And, and consult her, you know what I mean, with, 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 with everything. You know what I'm saying? Because like you said, everything that we do and say affects her. You know what I mean? Just like everything she do and say affects me. You know what I'm saying? And I had to learn that. You know what I mean? And I've learned it and I'm glad I learned it. Uh and, and, and I've used it as much as I can. Cause she she I, I I may mess it up a little bit here and there, but I'm learning. You know what I'm saying? I'm still I, I say I'm not gonna say that I know everything because I don't. I'm gonna say that I'm still learning. You know what I mean? God ain't done with me yet. So, you know, I that's that's my thing. That's my take. because uh, I can talk, you know me. I can talk all day long. <laughs> so I'm gonna let somebody else go. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Keep that part in there. <laughs> uh, Lawrence, talk to me. Indeed. Well, generally, my perspective of, of marriage, how I pictured it at the time, was going to be all uh, one-sided. I thought, as a man, I know I have to be a provider. I have to provide for my family. I have to figure out what they do in cases for emergencies, all this type of stuff, financial, everything, it's all gotta be on my plate. And I'm gonna take all that burden. I don't want my wife to have to worry about that. That was my mindset. Me, 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 take care of the family, boom. But as I realized, and us, us growing and being married, and us growing together as well, that it's not just me. It's a legit partnership. She should help me. Exactly, my support, my backbone. And as I'm sitting here, Going through, you know, you go through the trials and tribulations through the whole thing. You start looking at, you know, your bills come in or certain events come in, your families and stuff like that. And you're like, man, I don't know what I'm going to do. And you, you start to panic and you're trying to figure stuff out. Like, what am I talk to? And then right there, you just, you're so much focused on what's going on in your head. You don't even notice that. She right there. And she come touch on shit. Look, babe, I got you. What's going on? Mm -hmm. I'm going to help you with that. And then once I started, like, realizing, like, man. I don't have to try to do this and be watching <laughs> man 100% all the time, just me. And I can actually calm down and have a conversation and get her side of the view. And we come together as one. I was like, man, marriage is, is blessed. It's beautiful. It is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, um, wow. I, I, and I'll speak to <laughs> the truth. Uh, uh, dealing with the podcast in a second. Um, I think one of the things for me is that before I got married, uh, relationships were easy for me. Uh, and I don't mean, I mean that there was no hiccups, there was no headache, 
there was no expectations. Mm -hmm. uh, the way I lived my life before I got married because it was easy. It, hey, it is what it is. Whether you like it, you don't, whatever, we move on. Right. Keep moving, you know, because all I got to take is what I brought. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? I'm not trying no. to be disrespectful, not mm -hmm. trying to bring my ladies down or anything, but that's what I knew. I was, I'm never disrespectful to women. I love them, mm -hmm. right? I was um, uh, raised by a woman. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was raised with women. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've raised women. Right? So that's what I knew. And when I got married, it was something that was totally new to me because this person that I married wasn't part of that structure and that culture that I grew up with that I was used to. She was an alien. She was from one side of the country, I was from the other. When we came together, then I felt that I had to leave. I had to impose my will. You know, it's my way on the freaking highway. Mm -hmm. This is what we're about to do. And that wasn't the case. I felt that I had to do that. I had to lead. It had to be my way. Because guess what? That's the only way I knew. So mm -hmm. That's how you was taught. That's how I was taught. That's how you was taught. So to realize and understand, no, that's not going to happen. And she made that known very early in the marriage. <laughs> <laughs> This is not how this is going to be. Me being prideful, absolutely this is how it's going to be. Right? So that was a struggle for a while. But then I realized, yeah, it ain't all about me and what I say and, and what I was used to and the culture I was brought up in had nothing to do with it. I had to learn all of that later on. Everything <laughs> that I knew, that I had knew to be true growing up, had nothing to do with my marriage. Mm -hmm. Absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. I am picking up beans out the grass, trying to figure out what this thing is. That makes sense? Yeah. Absolutely, brothers. You know, and to, to be where I'm at today, and, and oh man, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. But we're going to move on to the next question. And this is going to hit probably a little deep. So, wow. You hear a lot about social media and the news, how how men uh, degrade women, disrespect them, uh, take advantage of their vulnerabilities. And we see these things in young men today, mm. right? Right, on the news all the time. You see it all the time, on social media. <clears throat> um, what are your fears for the young men today and how they uh, address our women, our young women, and I'm, when I say young men, I'm talking about all young men, not just the young men that we see day to day. What about the young athletes, right? Right. What about the young stars? What about the young hip hop stars and music stars? I said young men. Okay, so I'm going to open that category up. Uh, what are your fears about how they see our young men, women and how they address them? And what would be the advice or guidance that you would give to these young men today? I'm going to start it out with Isaac. Hmm. One of my fears is that we have a society of grown males, not grown men. Mm. Um, 
Mm. A lot of these young gentlemen that call themselves men, they're just grown males. It's a difference between a man and a male. Mm -hmm. And because grown men don't do the question that he just asked. Grown men don't degrade women. Grown men don't uh, call women out of their name of any culture, any color. Grown men don't do that. That's what young boys, males do. Um, so my, 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 my advice to, 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 the, to these young guys that I talk to all the time is when I mentor these young men in my classes, one of the things I ask them is, do you have any daughters? No, not you. No, no, not you, oh, not okay. you. I, I ask them that. And, you know, and, and if they say yes, then I say, well, would you want somebody treating your daughter the way you're treating this lady? You know what I'm saying? Or calling her out her name. And and I, I use the same scenario with, with, uh, with, with their mother as well. Um, I just feel like, it, it, man, this is a whole, oof. Because it's more than that. Because mm -hmm. it's a learned process. Mm -hmm. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Because I heard you say hip hop and these stars, they're taught, well, it's, it's taught. And our generation helped with what this generation is on. Because we didn't, we took what the last generation fought for, we just ran with it. Mm. And that's why, you know, so I can't get mad when I hear the songs that they play now because we all listen to Snoop Dogg and, and, and you know, the two shorts and that's what we grew up on. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? And so my advice to them is read a book. And I, I say that <clears> by, you know, jokingly, but learn a better vocabulary uh, because it's more words out there that you can use to get your point across. And we have to uplift all women. Mm. And that's my advice. We have to uplift the women. Absolutely. If you if you don't uplift the women, you know, the world won't grow, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, brother. I appreciate that. And I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna call my Eddie next for for several different reasons because you're in the court system uh, and you see your vision mm -hmm. <laughs> of what you see throughout the city, throughout the communities. And, and the disturbances that that are taking place out here, and the atrocities to our women. So, if you could speak to that, uh, uh, that would be so helpful, bro. Yeah, no, it's it's scary. It, it truly is scary. Like I see, like pure evil mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. people and how they treat women. Mm -hmm. um, and it's something that I cannot understand. And the only way that I can rationalize it is, you treat women as though you hate them because you hate you must hate yourself mm -hmm. because there's no way that a man can treat a woman a woman that way that's what I, 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 I do not understand it if and a lot of times they will they'll point the finger at the woman and say well they did x y and z actually um there's a a case where a man murdered his wife um it's not my case um but he murdered his wife because she admitted she cheated on him and uh, she was gonna leave him so he murdered her and he said it's okay because she cheated mm. and, and it, mm. that's an extreme yeah. but you know like lower level stuff is where they might smack her around a bit you know what i mean they, they might degrade her they might abuse her emotionally my thing is this and if you're so willing to, to point the finger at them for what they've done to you if a woman brings evil out of you then leave then leave. Yeah. Absolutely. Then leave. She's not for you. So. You know what I mean? Then 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 leave. And then seek help because evil should not be brought out of you. 
you, you're gonna have to deal with that too um and it it, it is scary mm. it is scary and it is oh so common yeah. and it's this it's it's the previous generations mm -hmm. it's it's the the generations right above me it's the generation that's coming up after me and mm -hmm. it is terrifying and i've seen it actually more commonly with the younger generation yeah mm -hmm. yeah much more so with the younger generation mm -hmm. i cannot figure out why um i think mental health has a lot to do with it absolutely um insecurity uh, insecurities a lack of, of guidance and, and confidence within yeah. themselves i think a lot of it has to do with a lack of self-confidence lack of fatherhood uh, that is well and there are a I lot of different that. reasons why that exists mm -hmm. i think that's a whole nother it's one thing you mentioned that you talked about the extreme mm -hmm. of the man murdering his wife, which is really the norm. When you look at the news, man, and you look at these guys who are just going up in houses and, and shooting everybody in the house, shooting the woman, you know, uh, shooting the mother, killing the families. It's every day. It's every day. Society, it's right every day. day. Not just here where we live, but out there in the world. You know, uh, some of it, you know, it can be like the fact of how they was brought up bottom of it. So I deal with, with victims too, mm -hmm. where I'm, we have the evidence to go forward on this person, right? Right. That has abused this woman, has done this awful thing to this woman. And we, we, I speak to them, you know, walking them through the process. This is what you should expect when we go to trial. This is what could happen. And oh, so often we, I, I like me or other, other prosecutors, we experience, um, this, reluctance mm -hmm. to to mm -hmm. to put this person that did this awful thing to me mm -hmm. through the process mm -hmm. of being held accountable mm -hmm. for that mm -hmm. um and i are we you're speaking in reference to the woman yes yeah mm -hmm. yes oh, wow. where they and i it is extremely hard for me to understand because he and, loved them yeah it, mm -hmm. so no it's not them. even so much that they love them it's more so they, this is the way they have they, rationalized they, this bad yes. thing in their mind. And it's essentially, you say self-worth, we know that. Yeah, sure. But that's the excuse they're going to give us, can, can right? I get, can I, I'm, I'm going to stay on topic. I promise you I will. So this is why I believe it's happening. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give you a scenario. You got a daughter and a son. Your daughter falls and skin up her knee. What you going to do? Mm -hmm. You're going to say, oh, baby, it's okay. Mm -hmm. You're going to console her, right? Mm -hmm. Your son falling and skin up his knee, what you gonna do? Boy, you better get up. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why men are the way they are now. Absolutely. Because we raised them to not Absolutely. cry. Mm -hmm. We raised them to suck up and, and, and keep your emotions inside no emotion. and don't show your emotions. So now they out here in this world, and I'm not I'm not trying to validate what they're doing, but now they out there in this world and they don't and know how to way. process their emotions. But you're validating what we're teaching them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's what's being taught. It's what being taught. It's the truth. Yeah. It's the yeah. truth. This yeah. is the way the world sees boys. And, yeah. and, and I have to admit to you right now and mm -hmm. I tell you, I am guilty. Mm -hmm. oh, yes. yes. I am yes. guilty. Yes. I am yes. guilty yes. with my grandson. I punch you in your chest. And look, yeah. and my son-in-law sitting next to me, yeah. well, he, he'll attest to that. So my wife, the one thing that she checks, she checks me on that. Mm -hmm. So like,
like uh, right now, my son is afraid of the dark. Mm-hmm. Right? It's okay. My and, son was too. Yeah, no. And at first, when the lights went off, he was like, I'm scared. I was like, you ain't scared. It's all right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, ain't nothing in the dark. You're not afraid of nothing. And my wife was like, oh, no, he has fears. Mm-hmm. Your job isn't to make him not be afraid of anything. It's to teach him how to come overcome those fears. Mm-hmm. Get him you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, and, and that that's just something, uh, another reason why. It, it, it's a whole nother Talk to me, Lawrence. Man, honestly, I feel like the biggest issue that most of the young young men coming up in this world is the pure lack of mentorship. Yeah. And having uh, fathers or any type of positive uh, male figure involved into their life. So therefore, when it comes time, for, and then to show them how to actually uh, approach a woman, how to uh, acknowledge a woman for who she is and identify that she's not an object. This is a human being. She deserves dignity and respect that you would give to your next man or your homeboy or whoever, the mm-hmm. guy you're trying to get a job for. They deserve that same respect. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's, it's supposed to be all love in the world anyway. Man, look. But you know what? The thing is, the problem is, is that, but one of the problems is that they don't know how to talk. That's true. They don't, know how, they, don't know, they don't know how to talk to a woman. There That's what two, I think. There are two things I wanted to say before we change topics. I don't know okay. if you're about to or not. But the first one to address what you said was um, the one thing that I have been very cognizant of is how I speak to my wife at front one at all times, but yes. especially in, in front, front of myself. Yes, yes. Um, we could be in a full blown argument. Absolutely, a full blown argument, and we're having a discussion just like this. Absolutely, because there is no reason why he should ever see me angry at her. Mm-hmm. Anger is a normal emotion. He can learn. He will learn that on his own. Oh, right. Daddy, see, uh, I do. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm guilty. And one day he will grow up and realize that when I was having these discussions with her, I was angry. And if I communicate this way when I'm angry, then that's how you communicate when you're angry. That was the first thing. The second thing is to go back about, I said uh, when, you know, when the the victims of these kids, I know I'm going a little bit back, I just want to make sure I clarify what I was trying to say, that, you know, they are hesitant to hold these men accountable. Mm -hmm. I am not in any way saying that it is their fault fault that they are not held accountable. Right. I think that men seek out women who are susceptible or yeah. who are vulnerable yeah. that way. And I just I want to be clear when I say mm-hmm. that men are strategic when they do that. Absolutely. And I don't want because this will be yeah. seen. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. I, I want I want to be clear where when I have these victims who they haven't they're not there yet. I'm not saying they won't ever reach the point of wanting to hold these people accountable. I'm saying they're they're not there yet, and they're not there yet because of whatever this person has put them through. Not only that, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, uh, address some of what you're talking about from my perspective, so we understand is that there's not that that male figure in the house, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that male figure to talk to their daughter so they understand and they can see what it looks like and how it is to treat a woman, mm-hmm. right? That good male figure. A lot of, and I'll say it, you know, a lot of uh, uh, of the young black households are being raised by women. Single women. Single women, right? And, and again, and, and I'll share briefly 
when I see young men and the advice that I want to give to them is that stop being so angry because you're angry and the only people that you see that's vulnerable to you are women. You ain't gonna take the anger out on no man. You ain't bringing that noise to me because you're gonna get scuffed, right? So when you find that, that, that person that you sense that is vulnerable to you, that's where you focus your emotion, right? That's where your drive goes to. Because this is the person that you really wanna control. That's really what it's about. And again, I'm gonna speak to this and uh, the message to them is that, man, all I can say is, is to get help. When I see young men out there, but I got to do my part, right? Mm-hmm. Right now, I got to do my part mm-hmm. with these young men because we see them. Yeah. And the reason why I say that is because I got daughters, mm-hmm. right? And the most important thing to me is for my daughters is that I need you to recognize some things. Mm-hmm. And we need to have that communication to where you talk to me because what you don't see, guess who do see it? Mm-hmm. Moi. That's hmm. right. Mm-hmm. I see it. From a perspective, he already see it, Mac. You already know that. No, I had a question. Yeah, yeah go ahead, bro. No, go when ahead. you finish, right. finish. But I need to know what's going on with my daughters, right? Mm-hmm. It's, 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 I've been blessed for them to have good men in their life. It's a blessing, bro. Trust me, man. It's a challenge. Mm-hmm. I worry, right, mm-hmm. about my kids. Mm-hmm. That's my biggest concern. That's my wife's biggest concern. Is that we're worried about our kids? That's for me. Because me, I'll let you know up front and let tell the world, I'll give my life for mine. Mm-hmm. You're not going to abuse my child, ever. Mm-hmm. And I know about it. Okay? Mm-hmm. But we need for these young women to understand. They need to be uh, uh, taught to understand that abuse is abuse. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between abuse and love? And it's not always physical. And it's mm-hmm. not always it's physical. It's not always physical. Mm-hmm. Because the mental is worse. Yes, it is. Right? It's worse. It's worse. Because if I control you here, I don't care what my father say. Right? Mm -hmm. If I control you here, I don't care what my father say. I'm going here. This is where I'm at. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm Yeah. So it's about really for me, and I'm I'm diverting from the men and the perspective because I have daughters. Mm -hmm. But it's about the communication with your child. Your child has to be able to talk to you. Right? Mm-hmm. Your daughter has to be able to talk to you. About anything. Anything, man. That's that's taught yeah. at a young age. Anything. Too. And you and that's that's from here. You know, man, we're talking about men. The question, right? Correct. Okay, so I'm and I heard you talking. And so it's just, it, it's based off of something that you said that you have to do your part. So I teach a fatherhood development course, um, with my brothers keeper Greater Richmond, right? And I'm one of six directors. And so we get men that come from Henrico County Courts, Richmond County Courts, and these men come to us from, the courts send them to us for various reasons. You know what I'm saying? Various reasons, you know, all kind of stuff. And they have to go through this 12-week, 24-7 dad course that we, that we put them. I have a curriculum, we have a curriculum and everything. I said all of that to say, most of these men that sit in these classes is who y'all talking about. Mm. And most of them didn't have father figures. Mm. All of them don't know how to express themselves. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you get the same thing. She crazy, she crazy, she crazy. And I'll tell you, it's absolutely impossible for her to be wrong all the time. Mm-hmm. 
And then, you know, it's just, and you just, and, and a lot of them, that's why I say it's a difference between male and men, because some of them are helpless. I had a, a young lady call me trying to, you know, asking me about her boyfriend and his place in the class. And I'm like, why is he not calling me? Like, why are you doing, she said, I've been on the phone all day. And my question to her was why? Why? He's a grown man. Mm. Have him call me mm. and come to me because he missed class. When he missed class and he want to know, not have him call me. Mm. And it's a lot of that, you know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It, absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, we're gonna move on to the next one. Um, as men, what is your biggest concern for your daughters, your sisters, your mothers? We'll start with you, Lawrence. Talk to me. Uh, biggest concerns for, for me, for me, in my case, uh, my mothers, my my sisters, and my my niece coming up. Uh-huh. It's just man, them seeing. Well, I, I know my my mother and my sister had the experience with, especially for my my niece coming up. It's seeing what the right like male figure in your life looks like, like how to be proper. What right looks like. Yeah, Yeah. that's the biggest concern. And that always weighs heavy on me because I'm not able to be around all the time. So, you know, when I get a chance, I talk to him and I come over, I try to show him, hey, look, you know, I play, especially for my mom. And I'm like, hey, mom, you know, what's up with the gutter right here? Why this stuff all packed up? And it's like, oh, it's just been, I said, don't worry, but I got it. So I'm telling you to your face, I'm gonna set the example. Even though my sister is older, I want her to know too. You about to get married soon. This is what your husband, the stuff that he should be doing. Mm-hmm. He should be over here to take care of the gutters as well. That's but good. it's cool. Mm-hmm. And my niece is so when you do get to that age and you start dating stuff, your man need to be able to instill into you uh, safety and then he gonna take care of things and y'all can grow together. But that's the main thing for me. My biggest concern is just them being taken care of and knowing that they gonna be safe as far as for my, my mother, my sister. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I guess, uh, can you read the question again? Ask me the question again. What is your biggest concern for your daughters? Okay. Your mothers, your sisters? For all the females that's in mm-hmm. my life. Mm-hmm. Okay. My biggest concern, I guess, that I can think of is I want them to be safe. I want them to feel, you know what I mean, safe and secure. I don't, I don't, my concern is I want them to, if they, if they be in a relationship and I'm, I'm speaking mainly to my daughters, you know what I mean, um, that they have enough uh, independency to not have to depend on a man for certain things. When I say, and I do say, I stress all certain things because, you know, I think everyone needs someone. You know what I mean? You don't want to go through life alone. You don't want to be, you know, live alone, especially as you get older. So I I, I just hope and pray that they have enough self-worth, you know what I mean, not to settle for someone that's going to be abusive, whether it's physical or mental. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And only she would know, you know what I'm saying, what level that would be on, you know what I mean? Um, because, you know, a man is only gonna do what you allow them to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 
They, they, that's all they're going to do. You know what I mean? They're not going to, you know, so if you're not allowing somebody to treat you a certain way, you know what I mean, as far as negative or whatever, then they're not going to do it. They may try it. You know what I'm saying? They're going to try it. But then once you put your, once you let them know that, no, we ain't, we ain't trying that. You know what I'm saying? Then that's when they're going to either adjust fire. I'm talking military term. They're going to adjust fire or they're going to move on. You know what I'm saying? But you're not going to let them, you know what I mean, treat you wrong. You know what I mean? You want to demand that respect. You want to demand. It ain't, you ain't asking. You demand it. You know what I'm saying? In your actions and how you, how you carry yourself. You know what I mean? So that's it. Okay. Isaac, talk to me. My biggest concern with my daughters first was, and sometimes still is, is that I didn't do a good job mm. setting the right example. Mm. That's always been one of my, you know, because you play back over your mm -hmm. life. And, and one of my big, and they're married now. One, my youngest daughter's getting married next year. And so, but that has always been like one of my biggest concerns. Like, did I do the right things as a dad? When, you know, because me and Frank, we girl did I Did I do the right thing so that they can pick or be chose, however you want to call it, so they find the right type of guy? My biggest concern now um, that they're grown and have families is that they're seen. Mm. Mm. Not based off of what society <laughs> seen. That they're seen because they're smart in the community. Brianna's in law school, mm -hmm. that she's seen and not just looked at as just another woman. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. That Rachel is seen, that see, and that's my concern now that society sees them for what they worth, what they are worth, and that they believe like what we've taught them coming up from all of the uncles that they got around that you are worth something. That's my biggest concern that they forget. And not not to forget, and not the unrealistic stereotypes, that and not the unrealistic yeah. stereotypes out there. Like you know who you really are, and I, that concerns me a lot. Uh, and safety, of course. Yeah. So um, it depends on who we're talking about for my answer. Absolutely. Um, so my mom. I, I'll start with my sister. So I only have one sister. I don't have any daughters. I have, of course, my one mom, mm -hmm. and then a number of uh, women that I would consider my sisters. Mm -hmm. Um, so for my sisters, one for them never to forget their self worth. Yes, man. Um, because oftentimes they may find themselves in situations where they forget, and a bad situation gets worse because they forget yes. how valuable they are. Yes. Um, but the the second piece is their safety, mm -hmm. because. Is, and I, I believe that all of them are safe in their homes. Mm -hmm. I don't know many women like in, within my circle that I would call my sisters that are in danger at home. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you know, I, I would step in immediately on something like that. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the rest of our family would step in in a situation like that. But when they step outside the home, mm -hmm. we live in not just a country, but a world mm -hmm. that black women are disenfranchised and targeted the most out of all groups of people absolutely that's a true assessment all groups of people mm -hmm. whether it be financially whether it be with health care 
Um, everything. To, to, everything. 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 And I am terrified yeah. for all of them. Yeah. Because, and this is, you know, a little bit of masculinity when I say, like, <laughs> I have a little bit less concern for black men when they step outside the house because, you know, yeah. it, it, I, I, I am just much more protective of black women. Yeah when it comes to this type of situation because they are so undervalued in the world. Mm -hmm. And Correct. if we as black men don't value them, who will? Exactly, who will? Mm. Who will? Mm. And, and that that is my talk main to concern. Talk to as really and truly my main concern. Wow. Okay. Um, for my mother, I'm gonna speak to all three of them. For my mother, I hope that she can, can, can see what an incredible life that she had and that she's having, you know, through all her experiences from the 1930s and to see that her kids and that her life has been incredible and that she can see the results of her life through her kids. You know, for my sister, I just hope that she understands how much, uh, uh, we love her and that I want her to see what an incredible job and this is another podcast that she did with my nephew mm -hmm. her only child mm -hmm. another podcast mm -hmm. um, for my daughters my biggest concern is that Is that I was the example that I was that example for them, for the man that they're looking for. Mm -hmm. That I wasn't a disappointment. Mm -hmm. I know that feeling. That's me right there. Through my flaws, you know, through my sin, and all that I've done, and all that I've tried to protect them from. That in the end state, that they see their father as someone that they're looking for. Someone that they would want to spend the rest of their life with. If I can be that person, the example. And I know it wasn't me from the beginning. You know. Uh, through many trials and tribulations. Uh, uh, we talk about the pressures and the early things that we talked about. About raising our families. Being selfish and being prideful for the things that we want mm -hmm. and the things the way we think they should be, you know, and overlooking our kids because they are kids, but not knowing that they're paying attention to us from day one. When they see us, they already know us. Mm -hmm. So I just hope that I wasn't uh, a disappointment, yes, and that I am that person that at this stage in my life that they're looking for. Right. That's good. Okay. That's good. So, um, what is the one thing you can change to make things better for women and ladies in your community? What is the one thing you would say that you can do to make things better? And we're almost on the last question. After this is the last question, but it's going to be a big one. So, I think one thing that I could do is, um, 
something that I saw that my grandfathers and uncles do is pull up the next young man mm. and teach him whether he is mine or not mm. whether he looks like me or not mm. I think one thing I can do is be a better example or continue to be a, a good example in wow. the community and not just walk past these brothers and That's not great. speak to them That's great. because if we teach them to be better mm. to themselves, they'll be better to women. Absolutely. A lot of these brothers, like you Amen. said something earlier that Amen. I didn't speak on. If we teach them, like you said, to be better to themselves, mm. to value themselves, mm. to think of themselves better than mm. society tells them, better than what they see on the TV, if we teach them that they are the kings that God have made them to be, they'll be better to women. And they, they treat women the way they are because they don't value themselves. Treat them as the queens that they are. And I think, yeah. And I think what I can do better is be more accessible to those and get outside of my box and not just worry about the ones that's in my circle. Get outside your comfort zone. Yeah, and, and help, you know. See, that's that's one thing with me. I, I love to share. That, that's what I would do. I would, you know, try to talk to young people. When I see them doing certain things, I'm like, man, you know why? You know, don't, so don't that's do the one this, thing do you could change. That's the one thing I could change in my them, community. To address them, them to say, hey, man, this 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 is the way it's supposed to be. You should be doing this, not that. You know what I mean? So, awesome. talk to me, Lawrence. The one thing I can do to help the community, uh, honestly, it would be to to speak with my peers. Uh, mm. That's good. Mm. And that's let, good. And let them know, man. Like, yeah, that's a good. What's right from what's wrong and. Let them know that I'm gonna lead to be an example, and y'all should follow to be not in my footsteps, but something similar or better than me. Mm -hmm. Right, that's the chief highlight. I like that. This is how how I'm treating my wife out here. Is this is the example how it should be? You treat her with dignity, respect, that's and you carry that on whether that be in your relationship with your uh, your girlfriend, or not even if you're in that type of relationship with your mother, your sister, your your niece, your aunt, or whatever grandma. All women deserve that dignity and respect. They mm -hmm. put in a lot of hard work out here in the world, especially your mother, man. She gave you right. life. It's no way in the world I can even mm -hmm. imagine doing anything to disrespect my mom, man. Yeah. Mm. I can't. Mm -hmm. I can't see it. But that's that's big for me. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. That one thing. Um, we always talk about it takes a village to raise a child mm -hmm. and also it takes a community to appreciate our women mm -hmm. um, I think the main thing for me is to be the example especially at this stage and where I'm at you know we see all kind of things going on we can talk about it all day long we can podcast mm -hmm. we can do this we gotta get out there and do it who's gonna be the example who's gonna get involved it's funny, I complain about a lot of things and my wife is like, huh, what you gonna do about it? Mm. Right? I complain all day long, what you gonna do about it? And she walk away, you're mm. right. You're right, don't talk about it unless you're gonna be about it, right? So, um, so, that's the main thing for me, is to be the best example I can be and to engage. Yeah. We have to engage them, man. We have to engage, it all starts with the young men. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Men are the head of the family, period. Right? right? It all starts with the men. 
and be the example of how a woman is supposed and if you can't and if they don't understand the example then we teach it this is what you're supposed to be doing this is how this goes this is how you love her this is how you appreciate her right talk about it we can talk about it right we can talk but we wasn't taught that was we no we no one taught us that but it's something that's learned and it's also through the grace of God so I think your question was how do we um, wait what can you repeat it? What is the one thing that you can change uh, to make things better for women and ladies in our community? So, I agree with everything you all said. Mm -hmm. um, I really could not have said it any better myself. Um, so, taking it kind of in a different direction because I don't want to belabor uh, the point that you all made. I think we need to invest in them. Um, oh, wow. We need to invest wow. in them because the one thing with my wife starting this new business that I've learned is that they are so much more than just our wives Absolutely. and our sisters Ooh. and our mothers. Ooh. Talk to it. These are educators. These are lawyers. These are doctors. These are these are uh, business women. Um, these are entrepreneurs. They are nurturers. Nurturers. Mm -hmm. um, we need to invest in them, and I think they are so often overlooked, underfunded. Mm. Um, they, they, we have to invest in them because this is an untapped resource for our community that if we were to really invest in them, things would change. Oh, I love that response, brother. Things would change. I love that response. But when we do that, we have to in turn protect them mm. because history has shown that whenever our community has tapped a new resource mm -hmm. it's stripped mm -hmm. from us absolutely and when we're dealing with the most targeted um, demographic in our community and in, in this country in this world absolutely th this is something that's extremely dangerous so mm -hmm. i say we need to invest in them and protect them as we do that can't let you get ahead of me actually awesome last and final question question gentlemen um as it relates to your spouse, what is the love of your marriage? And what I mean by that is how you express your love in your marriage. Um, what is the truth of your marriage? And last but not least, what is the power of your marriage? And we're going to start with Steve, Mr. Rome. Uh, I don't know what he's going to do that, but I'm glad you did. Well. The power, I'm going to start with the power. Actually, I'm going to pause you. And I'm going to lead this segment. Okay. I'm going to start you guys off. Okay. And, and so I can get you going in the right direction, hopefully, God willing. Um, the love of my marriage, for me, um, is... the way I see my, my spouse and the way I love her and the way I appreciate her, that builds the love in my marriage for her. Um, she is one incredible woman that does so many things that go unspoken um, and unseen to some, um, but not to me. Um, I love her in a way that can't be described. 
and the way that she loves me is understood. And not only is it understood, I feel it. I can feel her love for me. Not She don't have to talk about it. She don't even have to address it. I can feel the way she loves me. And that speaks volumes for me, for a woman that I've been with for over 30 years, right? Mm -hmm. And the more I see her, the more I appreciate her. When I wake up, and I'm talking, I'm talking the truth, y'all. The more I see her, the more I appreciate her, the more I realize all that she's done, not just for my family, that she's done for me. And that I don't show that appreciation for her as much as I should. That's me talking to me, even though I give her everything she wants. It's not enough to me to show her that you carried us. You carried us. You carried my kids. You carried them. You know how many times I've been gone? I've been deployed. I've been overseas. I've been tasked. And when I had another choice but to, to take those stresses, to take that pressure and put the army first so I can take care of my family, those are the pressures. But that's the love in my marriage right now that I've learned and I've grown to appreciate. And we've grown together. That's the biggest thing for me. Um, the truth. The truth in my marriage right now, and y'all my brothers and I'm speaking to the world, is that I'm flawed. I'm not perfect. I'm flawed. You know, I am not perfect. I am on my path, my walk, my journey, right? With Christ, and I'll speak to that. But I'm not perfect. I'm not gonna be perfect. But in my journey, my walk is to live as righteous and understand and ask for forgiveness for my sins. Not just, especially to my wife, I need forgiveness for her, for the flaws, right? I'm human. I'm gonna make mistakes, right? I'm gonna go down that path. And I appreciate it that she understands that and that I can admit that. There's nothing perfect about me. Tara is to be human, right? But to understand that this is not intentional, right? To understand that the way I love you, this is my truth and how I love you, that I'm not perfect. But I'm gonna do everything I can to make it better, right? And to appreciate you. Because all that I am not perfect is how I love my wife. How I love her. So she understands that who I am, you know who I am. Right? She needs to know who I am and she knows. This is who I am. This is who we are because she's not perfect either, right? Nobody's perfect. But in the growth, in the growth over the 30 years, we've grown together. We know each other. We know who we are. That's the most important thing is to know your spouse and have her know you. And for me, it's to be vulnerable. 
that's the biggest thing in my marriage, in my early part of my marriage. No, I lead the way. I'm the man. I'm not going to show you that there is no weakness in me. None. And that's a problem in my marriage. Mm -hmm. That costs a lot of headache in my marriage. That I'm letting you know that I'm in charge. No, I got to be vulnerable to my woman. And let her understand my fears. Because I have some. Right? My disappointments. Not just in the world, but in me. What I didn't succeed at. What I didn't accomplish. Right? I have to be vulnerable to my woman. This is the person I say I love unconditionally. So why can't I open up to her? That's my truth. Mm -hmm. Is that I be myself and live my life for her who's given her life for me. So the power of my marriage is that together there's nothing me and that woman can't do. Mm. That we are partners in life, we are lovers, we are partners in Christ, which is the biggest thing and the ultimate thing. That not only are we going to grow to be, oh, God willing, that we're going to sit back and see what an incredible life that God has given us, mm -hmm. right? And how to appreciate it, right? For with me and her, there's nothing that we cannot do. Nothing. My heart is with my woman. And I would give my life for her. My life for her. She is the strength. She is the power. That's the growth. That's the growth we have, right, in your marriage. You grow, you learn, you get to this point. You ain't gonna start out here. My two young bucks, yeah, it's great. It's lovely. But you're gonna grow to this. When you got growth ahead of you, absolutely. So for the power, for me, it's to her. It's to her. It's to her. And all this time, <laughs> I'm not the strong one. Never was, Matt. Isaac never was the strong one. <laughs> never was. I can talk about that baloney if I want to. <laughs> and man up. Ain't no man up. It wasn't me. Okay? So that's my truth. That's my power. And, and that's my love. Um, I'm going to turn it over to you. Cause I'm going to say you for last. I want you, no, I want you to bring it home. Come on. Then. So, the love of my marriage. Mm. No one, I've never heard a question like this before. Never, bro. <laughs> never, bro. Yeah. Never. Compliments yeah. of Ruth. Yeah, I, I figured as much. Yeah, yeah, I have no doubt about that. <laughs> um, I think the love of our marriage is has been built, has grown from the both of us. I, I, it is something that I, I cannot explain. Um, it is something that has turned into something that is indestructible. Um, that no, no one, nothing can take it away. It, it, is, it is something like if all else fails, 
the love of our marriage is there. Mm. We can be at each other's throats for whatever reason. And this thing that we have cultivated, that we've created is, is I don't, I can't even put it into words. Mm-hmm. Um, she is like all that is me. Mm. Without her, I honestly do not know. And, and people, some people may say this is unhealthy to think this way, but I am able to be vulnerable with her in a way where I, it is unhealthy to think any other way for me. Mm that without her, I do not know who I am. Mm. She is my other half. Mm. That's good, dude. And I am perfectly okay with that. That's good, that's that's good sir. I, I, I like it that good way. Analogy. That's good analogy. I like it that way. Um, the truth of my marriage is that I'm happy. Mm. I, I am truly happy. Um, the truth of my marriage is that it isn't easy. Um, and I said it before, it's not hard. And it's because of her. She just, she makes life easy. She makes every day easier. Um, even when I don't think that there's a problem in our marriage she is thinking of ways to avoid potential problems that do not exist Mm -hmm. um she's saying hey maybe we should start you know meeting up every once in a while just to check in and she'll ask me randomly are you happy and i mean i'm i'm happy and she'll ask me are you happy what can i do better as a wife as a Mm -hmm. partner what can i do better Mm -hmm. and the truth of my marriage is I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You know, but just keep on keeping on. I don't know. <laughs> um, but the fact that she is so eager and so willing to continue to grow with me because we're not the same people we were when we were 13, 14 years old. And she, it, it took her to remind me of that, that we have grown and we've grown together. Um, the truth of our marriage is that she is the power of our marriage. Um, mm. she, she is, and for me, she is the foundation. Like I, it is so very hard to explain what she means to me because she literally is everything. Mm. Mm. She's everything. I could not be me without her. Wow. What what we have created with our son. Um, he has added to that power watching her raise a piece of me you know you. Uh, that, that this, 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 this person who is it, it, it literally is a piece of me looks exactly like her mm-hmm. She he looks exactly like her but I, I see me in him mm-hmm. but the way and you said this earlier I've been thinking about it ever since she said it. The way that he loves her, I know that no matter what happens to me, mm. he's okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 
no matter what happens to her, that's important. He is okay. That's important. Because he has just been exposed to the greatest love ever. Mm. And it came, I, I can say I love him more than anything, but he came out of her. Mm -hmm. And First love. It, yeah, yeah. And, and no matter how much I want to say it, I do not think anyone can love a child more than their mother. Mm -hmm. That love affair started nine months before he was yeah, born. Yeah, yeah. There's, and there's something that I, I, I didn't get it, you know? And, like, if he wakes up, the first thing he says is, Mommy, before he goes to sleep, he won't close his eyes unless she's right somewhere where she know, he knows exactly where she's at. Um, it, there is this connection that I would never try to diminish in any way um, and she is creating this incredible human being she has created this incredible human being I I don't know she is the power mm, awesome awesome so Lawrence let's go I'm gonna, I'm gonna save my uh, my two veterans uh, for last talk to me so clearly the love in my marriage It's uh, purely genuine. Mm. It's, it's something that uh, I will never take for granted. It's something that um, me and my wife had to build on it for it to get to where it is now. And it's something that I feel like that we both deserve and we earn. And from us earning, from us building that love together, this was led to the truth behind that. Talk to me. And that level of love to that truth is, man, like, honestly, by myself, I thought that I was unstoppable. Couldn't do anything, I can do anything I want, nobody can touch me, but with my wife by my side, <laughs> I feel like literally I can take on a whole entire world just me and her. That's the truth, huh? That's the truth. Mm -hmm. I feel like whatever go on, that's my right hand. That's my heartbeat. That's my lung. Mm -hmm. I need my wife in my life. And not only just for me, my son needs his mother in his life. And how she loves him unconditionally and how she's raising him to be as long as I'm helping as well. But showing him to tap into a size in which I can't show him or I wasn't taught to show him as far as for emotions and stuff like that and be open to it. That's that's pure, man. I sit back a lot and just watch them two just have a ball with each other, yeah. laughing and doing their thing. And I'm I'm blessed to have it. All we're doing is reminiscing of those days. Truly, I'm blessed to have her. So what's your power? The power behind that is mm, the power behind the marriage. It's it's my wife. Mm. It's my wife. She the rock behind the entire family. Like she holding it down. She the foundation. As long as she good, we gonna be good. And that's my main concern is take care of my wife. Cause I need my wife. I need my son too. But that level of love and compassion that she pushes out is overwhelming in the household. And knowing also that she's gonna be, she is, she's my peace. 
And she she brings me home and everybody gets lost. Awesome. That's what I need. Mm, mm, appreciate that, Sharon. Isaac. Talk to me, brother. Give me some of that good knowledge you got. Give it to me. This question, man. <laughs> Love of my marriage, the truth of my marriage, and the power of my marriage. Yes, sir. So I'm a plant guy. And Miss Ruth act made Miss Ruth made up the <laughs> questions. So I I'm a I'm a I'm gonna spin it. So the love of my marriage, um, I'm a plant guy and I have a whole lot of them in my house. And so, you know, if you take a plant, right? You get your prettiest plant and you put it in your house. And if you put it in the right atmosphere with just the right temperature and just the right sunlight and just the right water, it'll grow. It's gonna bloom. It'll bloom. But if you put too much water on it, mm. it'll get distressed. Mm. And then the leaves will turn brown. Mm. If it gets too much sun, and so that's my wife. I've learned that. It took me 30 years to figure this out. That if I if I nurture her the right way, if I give her just the right amount of this and not too much, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That she will set an atmosphere in my house. Mm that is unmatched mm. and that's the love of my that's my love for my wife i mean it's like seeing your favorite flower grow and i never would have thought that after 30 years that i could still love her like i did when i first met her on the basketball court in 1989. Mm. Mm. Yes. you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. i can tell you what she was wearing probably you know what I mean? And, and and it took 30 years for me to see that. Um, I mean, I truly love her like Christ loved the church. Mm. I truly love her like Christ loved the church. Talk to me. Um, I mean, she's everything. She's amazing, man. That, and, and I don't have, I don't know, no, I'm, I'm like you, bro. It's so hard to explain, but the truth of my marriage is that with all the flaws that we got, those are my flaws. Mm. I, and I love her still. Mm. And, the, and that she loved me through my darkest points of my life, mm. you know? And that she didn't give up. She didn't abandon you. And she didn't abandon me, even though prideful me thinking I'm you know Mr. Big Shot trying to be like everybody else in the world even though she never gave up and she fought for her marriage um that's my truth that I wish I would have knew at your age and your age Absolutely. what I know now Absolutely. that I wish that my truth is that I wish I had this at y'all's age Absolutely. We had this. We had, man, let's go to the club. You, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, temptation, stuff like that. And, and, and in reality, that is the truth. That, and that's the truth. <laughs> that's the truth. And, and and the power of my marriage, we battle tested, bro. Mm. Mm. We battle tested. Mm. We battle tested. We like the kitty hawk. That is unsinkable. Real assessment. Unsinkable. We like the kitty hawk battleship. Unsinkable. Because we've been tested. And 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 we've been pressured and pushed and 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 
and squished together. And our marriage is a gem, man. I mean, that's what came out of all of that dark cold stuff. Mm -hmm. And and, and that's sure. that's why marriage is right now. That's that's the power, my Diamond marriage. in the rough. Yeah, we are battle tested. Yeah. All of our flaws, both of us. Awesome. I love a man. Awesome. My turn. Senor. Okay. I'ma start from the opposite of all you guys. I'm gonna start with the power of my marriage. The power of my marriage is real simple. God, you know, hands down. Yeah. Okay, that's the power. Ain't no other power greater than that. No other power greater than mm -hmm. God. Because without God, there will be no no marriage. There will be no me. There will be no her. So I'm gonna keep it as simple as that. You know, thank God. The truth is of, of our marriage is. think we're meant for each other that's the truth the truth is this woman <laughs> is, is uh, all I can do is say all I can say is I thank God for her. I pray for you know what I mean and God delivered simple as that you know what I mean the, the love of our marriage is that I love this woman and I know she loves me um, unconditionally you know I love her unconditionally you know this woman is just she showed she showed me a love that I have never seen before that's good from anybody that's good you know what I'm saying she showed me a love, man, and 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 I'll and I'll always, you know, love her for it to the day I die. And I've told her this, you know, I mean, many times that, that she she genuinely loves me. And for me, it is 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 a major thing because, you know, I, I I've never felt this type of love before. That's good. You know what I mean? You know, it was, I never, <laughs> I mean, you know, I've never felt this kind of love before. That's the godly love. You know what I mean? And and that's why I said I'm going to start with the power. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because God is number one. God, everything we can sit here and talk about, you know what I mean? It starts with one person. You know what I mean? Not a person, but it starts with one thing. That's God. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm not, I, well, I wasn't a very religious type person, you know what I mean? But I've always felt, you know, close to God. So I'm, I'm and, and I'm gonna I'm leave it short, you know, because I've been talking a lot tonight. You're good, man. But that's it. Good. You know what I mean? It's just simple as that. That's God. Good. That's good. You know what I mean? It's as simple as that. That's good. Awesome. That's all I have, bro. Okay, so so this concludes the fourth episode of. Uh, uh, love truth and power uh the resilience of the color of love i truly would like to thank my panel my brothers uh for 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 being vulnerable and opening up and uh and sharing uh truly appreciate it so uh i'll make one note to the panel uh 
when this is aired, if you experience any domestic violence. Call <laughs> <laughs> the hotline. Call the hotline. Don't call me. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Thanks.